Jesus, help us, Lord. When them women say buster, we know we're in trouble. Amen. Amen. I want to talk tonight just for a, a couple minutes tonight and, and uh, want to share with you a little bit of the word of God. And, and uh, 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 man, I'm, I'm telling you, as nuts as things is in America tonight, I'm still glad to be alive and be a part of what God's got planned, aren't you? As, as crazy as the world is and, and as crazy as we are, amen, I'm just thankful that God chose us to be here in 2020. Somebody says, I can't wait to get out of 2020. Well, I'm telling you, God has us here for such a time as this. And so I just know that one thing I've learned over the years in serving God is that I'm on the winning side. And that I know that all things work together for good to them that love him, to them that are called according to his purpose. And I believe that we've been called. Amen. But I want to speak tonight on something that's very familiar. Take you back just a little bit in time that uh, uh, used to be something that we heard about all the time and that we preach about. And we still use it uh, uh, for people that need salvation and stuff. But in John chapter 3 verse 16, it simply says, For God so loved the world that he gave. His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17 says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. For God so loved that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting lasting life. Aren't you glad tonight that the gospel is simply good news? Aren't you glad tonight that, that there's something good about this gospel? And so as I speak tonight, I want to talk about how that this gospel is good news and that Jesus said this, that I didn't let you take my life, but that I laid my life down willingly. And so I want to tell you tonight about something that I, I find that is more powerful than anything in this world. It's more powerful than any locomotive. It's more powerful than the, the biggest rockets that they can come up with. It's more powerful than the biggest mountains that we see. And it's the love that Jesus has for us tonight. It's something about the love that Jesus has for his people or for whosoever will. I believe there's something lacking in America tonight, and that's love. We find plenty of hate, but I believe that we're lacking love tonight. I see a lot of hate in our world, but I don't see very much love. There's power in the gospel. There's power to change lives. There's power to break the powers of the devil. There's power to save and heal and deliver. And I'm talking about the good news, and that is the gospel. There's power to change things everywhere. There's power that God has given to the church. There's power that God says, I want the church to have. There's power that God wants to extend out to the world that's lost and dying. And he talked a lot about things in the gospel, but one thing that he talked a lot about, and that was love. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, 
And that is that you have love one for another. He said, if you really have love, then you'll really have love one for another. And so sometimes I think, God, are you just talking about the church or should we have it for everybody? And of course, the truth of the fact is love should be for everybody. Love changes the directions of a person. Love changes directions of a nation. See, I believe tonight that we are the light of the world. I believe that we are the light tonight, church. As these lights are blinding me right now, we are the light of the world tonight. If there's any hope for humanity tonight, it's going to come from us. If there's any hope for anybody to get saved, it's going to come for us, from us, because we are the light. Jesus is the light of the world. Of course he is. And we are what we call, what I call the extension cords that's plugged up to the light. Just as we plug things in to make it work, if we're plugged in Jesus, then our light should so shine tonight. The gospel is nothing but merely good news. A little boy, let me read this. Officer Peterson was patrolling one night in North England. Some news, and some years ago when he heard a quiver sob, turning to the direction that it came from, he saw a shadow of a little boy sitting in a doorstep, tears rolling down his cheeks. The child whispered, I'm lost, take me home. Now, I think I've showed you this before, but the policeman began naming street after street, trying to help the little boy to remember where he lived. When that failed, he repeated the names of some shops and some hotels that was in the area, but without success. Then he remembered that in the corner or in the center of the city was a well-known church with a large white cross towering high above the surroundings of the landscape. He pointed to it and said, Do you live anywhere near that? The boy's face immediately brightened up. Yes, please, officer, take me to the cross. Then I can find my way home. Luther called John 3.16 the heart of the Bible as the gospel. It's so simple a child can understand it, yet concedes the deep and marvelous truths of the redemption into the few plunged words. God, the greatest being, so loved using the greatest emotion, the world, the greatest number that he gave, the greatest act, his only begotten son, the greatest gift, the whosoever, the greatest invitation, believeth the greatest simplicity. In him, the greatest person should not perish the greatest deliverance, but the greatest difference, have the greatest certainty, everlasting lies, the greatest, the greatest possession that a person could have. The world is mad tonight, church. The world is full of fury and anger. And I find that as the world is going in a chaotic way and full of anger and, and disgruntledness and hatred across our land, I see the church at times getting to the same place. We watch ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, and all the other different ones that's going on. 
And all we hear all the time is junk and hatred out there. And I find myself as a Christian man sometimes wanting to get inside the television. I find myself at times stirred up about what's going on in our society. And I find myself doing as the world doing, getting mad at people that I shouldn't be getting mad at. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been to a place where you get so frustrated with what you see and what you hear that you just, you find yourself no better than the sinners out there? Because the world is mad, we find that the church is even mad at the world. We find the church is mad at the world. And I find myself in a place at times that I get so disturbed and so aggravated then I I remember that Jesus speaks something into my spirit. He said that we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And he said that the love of Jesus is shed abroad in our hearts. And just because the world is running rampaged, the Bible talks about what happens in the last days. And let let me read what happens in some of the last days that you already know about. In 2 Timothy Everybody's very familiar with the scripture, but in verse 3, it says, but chapter 3, but know this, in the last days perilous times shall come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemer, disobedient to the parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slaughters, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, heady, Headstrong, haunty, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power. And from such turn away. And I find myself sometimes, our world is full of hate. Can you feel it? Our world is full of uncertainty. Can you feel it? Our world is full of chaos. Our world is full of unrest. And I find that our, 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 there's times that the church is in that same predicament. I find ourselves in that same predicament and I have to woo myself into the presence of God and I have to get to a place in God to where I begin to pray and seek God Then all of a sudden my thoughts begin to change and my directions begin to change a little bit. In 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 it said, Who's mine that the God of this age who Do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is in the image of God should shine upon them in whose mind the God of this age has blinded their eyes. Then I realize the reason that they have hate, the reason that they don't know what's going on, the reason that things are the way they are is because sometimes their eyes has been blinded The only eyes that is open is the church, for we know what's taking place. We know what's going on. When they hate, they don't understand the hate, but we understand the hate. When they're full of fury and anger, they're just doing what the world knows to do. But we are not of the world. We are of a different sound. We go by a different beat of the drum tonight. We go by the love of Jesus, whose mind the God of this age, the devil, has blinded the mind of men. So men will do folly. Men will sin. Men will act 
ungodly and unruly. And Jesus said in the last days, perilous times shall come. And so I realized that we are in the last of the last days. And that you and I are the remnant that's left behind. In this time of uncertainty, that as the church is filling as well as the world and all the pandemic, I think we've been like the world in so many ways. But God says, let me, let me fix you, church. Let me give you the fix that you need. When, when I spoke that Jesus said, I am the light of the world, he truly is the light of the world. He's the one that makes it glow. Have you ever stepped into a place and just watched the room light up? Whether it was on stage and they had the lighting and the perils, there was just a glow all about it. Well, Jesus is our light tonight. And he's looking to the church to fulfill this last day. What people wants to look at is gloom and doom. He wants the church to become the church that it should be in this last day. He's looking for us tonight to become what we're supposed to be become. And that is a light into a lost and dark world. See, I believe the reason Jesus has not come back yet, there's still somebody needs saved. I believe that there's a lost soul that's out there somewhere, whether in here or out across Papa Bluff or across the nation, there's a soul that needs to be saved. And we are the light that's supposed to be shining in the midst of chaos, in the midst of tragedy, in the midst of not understanding and not figuring it out. Jesus said, you're the light of the world. In the midst of things being uncertain, we've got the answer. In the midst of not knowing, Jesus, are you coming back today, tomorrow, or next week? In the midst of not knowing if the churches is going to be shut down today, next year, two years later, or next month. In all the uncertainty to know whether or not things are going to get better or get worse, the church has the answer. In all the things that we can't figure out, and all the things that we don't know what's going on, the church really should have all the answers. Because, see, I know in the Living Translation in Galatians 5 and 16 said, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide you. Then you won't be doing your sinful acts and your sinful ways. But if, if we allow in the translation of the New Living Translation, if we say we'll let the Holy Spirit guide us and rule us, then he will help us in all of our things that we do that is displeasing to God. One thing I've learned in serving him in the last several months especially is uh, uh, I, I, I've been telling myself, Mike, unzip yourself. Now you know. Just pretend I got a pair of coveralls on. And sometimes when I crawl under houses to do things with them, I wear blue coveralls and I got them, my whole body's covered in them. And sometimes I find myself up here with a zipper and I zip this zipper all the way down. Finally, I can climb one leg out and one leg out and one arm out and one arm out. I really felt the Holy Spirit's been dealing with me on unzip yourself. Strip yourself of the flesh. 
Sometimes we've got to unzip ourselves and step out of this fleshly body and let the Spirit of God do what it wants to do in our lives. Because I know as long as we're in the flesh, we're going to fight the flesh. Somebody's got to get up and unzip their self and walk in the Spirit. Sometimes we just got to step out of this natural body and get into the Spirit realm of God and, and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to the church. Listen, I believe that God himself still speaks to the church of the living God. I still believe from the top of my head to the soles of my feet that Jesus has got the answer to the problems in our world today. I believe without a shadow of a doubt all around me today that God knows what he's doing. He's just saying, church, if you'll unzip yourself and get into the spirit and allow me to operate I'll move in the way that I want to move behold I send a promise Matthew Mark, Luke and John they experienced Jesus and he had died and they was all messed up And he had died and two men walking down the road and third man comes up and starts talking to him. And what's the trouble? What's going on? And they begin to share. They get to their place where they're going to be. And Jesus said, well, I'll see you guys later. I'm going to go, oh, no, please don't go. Stick with us. Stay around here. It's getting dark. He goes and does some things with them and And they said, didn't our hearts burn within us when we was talking to him? Didn't didn't something burn in our spirits? See, when he's in the mist, there's something that's going to burn in us. There's something that's going to transpire in us. There's something that's going to change within the body. Because I know that when we are in his presence, fear has to leave. Come on, somebody knows what I'm talking about. When we're in his presence, things have to bow at his feet. Because there's something about being in the presence of God and and the disciples. And in Luke, it talked about in 24... 49, I believe it was, where he said, I behold, I, I send a promise of my Father upon you. But, but, but wait and tarry for it. Sometimes I think we got up from the altar too fast for God to tell us what's going on today. Sometimes I don't think we've tarried long enough for the answers. But I do believe that Jesus told them to tarry. He said, find your closet. Find your hideaway. Find your Jerusalem. Because Jesus wouldn't let them leave Jerusalem 
until they've been endued with something. He wouldn't let them go. He said, you can't go nowhere without the promise that I have sent you. And sometimes, church, I think we leave too early when God says, I've I've got things I want to tell you and give you. Listen, I am the light of the world. I love the world. I just don't love what they're doing. Don't leave until you got the goods. Don't leave until you got the answer. Don't leave until you've been moved. Don't leave until you've been changed. Don't leave until you know that you know. Don't leave. God says, listen, in the midst of uncertainty that the world's in right now and America's in, and you could say America's in bad shape because of her sin, and that's true. We could be in that shape, and God could be judging us right now. Or we could be in that error because this is what's got to unfold for the end times, and it's true. We could be in that point right now. We, we, we could be where we're at because it's just time. And time is going to do its thing eventually. We could be in all of this because of the things that's happening in our world. We can see things and we can have all kinds of things and we can see prophecy here, prophecy there and what this man thinks is going to happen and what this person says is going to happen. We can see things all around us. What's, what, 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 what's happening And Jesus said in the foretime, I spoke to the men of old, but in these last days I've spoken to my son Jesus. That's why I say I believe in prophecy here. I believe in prophecy there if it's of God. But I also know that Jesus said this book is the book of life. Every answer, everything that you have need of is right here. What I want you to know, I can reveal to you in my word. And what I need you to know, I can reveal to you in prayer. And I want you to know that God's talking to the church tonight like never before. And he's saying, look unto me. I'm the author. I'm the finisher of your faith. Amen. Without me, nothing can be done. Without me, nothing will be done. And so church tonight, I want to encourage you just for a little while to think about the word of God and the life that God's given us. When we don't know what to do, when we prayed and we prayed and we prayed, uh, when we've sought God, when we've fasted, uh, when, we've, when we've given our time to the Lord, uh, and when we've just knelt and said, God, I need you to intercede. I need you to intervene. I need you to move a mountain. I need you to make a way. Jesus said, when you've done everything that you know how to do, stand. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord. When you know that you know that you know, when you've done all that you know that you can do, he said, then see, then see the salvation of the Lord. He said, then I'll come through. Then I'll show you what must be here now and hereafter. See, I believe that Jesus has the answer tonight, church. I believe that we're looking in the wrong places. CNN don't have it. Fox don't have it. These other things out there don't have it. And these guys that gets on the internet and says, I had a dream, and I won't tell you my dream. Be wary. Be wary. See, I believe that God 
speaks through our pastors. And I believe there's men that could come by and say, the Lord want me to tell you this. Don't get me wrong, I'm not disgruntling none of that. But I'm telling you, we don't have to search outside somewhere to find the answer. It's here. It's here in this place. Jesus' word is alive here. And if we, we do our part and we seek after him and get his instructions, the Bible said that he'll lead and guide us into all truth. He'll lead us and he'll guide us. We don't have to fear what man will do. We only need to fear the risen Savior. Because see, Jesus has the answer tonight. I don't look to the doctors to figure out the COVID-19. I look to Jesus. Because if they're going to have any knowledge at all, it's going to come from him on high. If they're going to figure out anything, it's going to be only because of Jesus tonight. See, don't get me wrong tonight, church. I think there's a lot of smart people out in our world, but they don't have the answers tonight. Only one has the answer, and his name is Jesus. He's the one that knows from the beginning to the end of this thing. So somebody has got to learn tonight to unzip our flesh and to step out of it from time to time. And allow the Holy Spirit just to fill the inner man tonight. Because, see, I believe that when the church unzips the flesh and says, i got to step out of it today, I've got to hear a word from God, then I believe God begins to move. I begin, begin to hear God begin to change things. See, I believe truly that we are world changers tonight. I believe tonight that we are simply world changers, and we can be that tonight in this 20th century. I believe with all my heart that God has you and I here for a purpose and a plan. What our forefathers did before us and what they had to endure before us, that was their day, but this is our day. And I believe that God has chose every one of us for such a time as this. I believe we're here for a purpose. And I believe part of the purpose is, is when the world is lost and confused and full of hate and uncertainty and don't know what's happening, I believe the church is to spread love. I believe instead of getting mad about things and mad about people and mad uh, about certain politicians, which I have. Jesus said, now you just pray for them. Because if there's going to be any change in tonight, it's not going to be because I get mad. If there's going to be any change, and it's not going to be because I'm six foot and I think I'm big and bad boy or something. It's not going to change because I think I'm somebody it's going to change when I humble myself and say, God, I can't do this. Only you can. Only God can change the surroundings that we're in tonight, church. Only God can change it. I don't fear any plague. 
any sicknesses, any diseases. I don't fear the people that's being mean and, and destroying homes and lives. I don't fear them. I don't fear the hatred across America. I don't fear that because I'm a child of God. Nothing happens to me without him knowing it. And so if he knows it, then he's going to take care of me. And so I want to encourage us tonight, on a Sunday night, to allow God to move in us that we can move in the world. Allow God to so deeply move in us that we can be world changers tonight. That God would just simply move in us in a way, not in our just our little our places of abode that we go and we just surface around our families, but there's greater territories to reach. But he did say, Terry, where you're at first until the promise comes. And when he comes, let the promise, the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, lead and guide us into all truth. Let him lead us. I think I think too many people's died unnecessarily. I think too many people's been hurt unnecessarily. If we're going to change things, it's got to start with the church. Brother Andy said it this morning, judgment must begin first at the house of God. I love my officers and I don't want our officers hurt. I love our communities and I don't want them burned down. I love our black brothers and sisters and I don't want them hurt. I love all of us and I don't want nobody to be destroyed. But if we don't show love, who's going to show it? If we don't got the goods, who's going to give them the goods? There's a song you say, you're my brother, you're my sister. So take me by the hand. Together we will work till he comes. There's no Huh? Yeah, there's no that can defeat us when we're walking side by side. As long as we're together, we can stand. Come on, stand up, would you? Sing that with me one more time. And you might want to help me say this. <laughs> Listen, there's an army here tonight. I pray every night. And I don't mean this, but I pray for my children, my grandchildren. And I don't, I don't say this because I want to try to act like I'm somebody behind the pulpit. But I pray every night for my family. We hold hands and I, I plead the blood of Jesus over them. There's not a day that she goes to school, my grandkids, and I say, Lord, let the angels of God be encamped about around them schools. 
Let the angels of God be in her classroom and outside them doors. I believe in the power of prayer. I'm telling you, church, I got grandkids up in Jeff City. I've got grandkids in Illinois. I know that the angels of God is encamped about around them tonight. I pray for my wife. I pray for me that wherever I go that the angels is on my side. See, I believe in the power of prayer. I don't believe I'm alone in this. I don't believe that I'm fighting the battle and that God's not on my side. I pray not to pray into the wind. I pray because there's a real God tonight. I don't pray just because I want to say I'm a Christian. I pray because it works. I pray because it works. And if I hold true to this word, he's going to see me through things. I want to encourage you tonight, church. Let's step out of this fleshly robe into a spiritual robe of God. In a world that's hurting, that's lost and dying. Can I tell you, we've got the answers to a world that needs Jesus tonight. To a world that's still lost. The only hope for humanity tonight is Jesus. The only hope, the only hope for America is Jesus tonight. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God of pulling down every stronghold. We're not going to win a battle until we get into a spiritual place with God. Because we're not fighting flesh and blood. We're fighting principalities and spiritual wickednesses in high places. It ain't the brothers out there that's destroying things that I'm fighting. It's the devil tonight that we're fighting. It's not the man across the street that wants to burn everything down. It's the spirit behind it tonight, church. I want to encourage the church. Let's pray Let's begin to be at that place that we can have a hearing ear to what Spirit is saying to the church tonight. Now, if you're fed up, read up, and prayed up, thank God. But I'm telling you tonight, church, God had to shake me in a few things. He had to stir my mind because there was times I was getting mad. If I could climb into that television, I'd have climbed in and whooped every one of them or tried it. When I see television and people's livelihoods being destroyed, when I see things burned down and statues thrown down, it just breaks my heart. Then I remember Jesus said, pray. There's power in prayer. There's power in prayer. See, I believe that if God would open our eyes tonight, that there's angels of God all around this building. I'm not just saying it to talk, but I believe the angels of God is around this building tonight. He said, I shall give my angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Hey, listen, either God said it or he's lying. And I choose to believe he said it and it's truth tonight. Would you pray with me tonight? I know that it's Sunday night and 
I know that nothing could change. Just, I mean, I know that things could change this very moment. But this is a message that I hope that you'll take it with you at home and find you a place in God that you pray and just ask Him to strip you of all the things of the flesh and help the church to get the mind of Christ. Father, we love you tonight in this place. We're thankful, God, for your presence. We're thankful, God, that, Lord, you're God tonight, and you know what's happening in our world. Lord, you know the society that we live in, and we're down here in the rural part of southeast Missouri, and we're blessed because we're not faced like a lot of people's facing things tonight. But I've seen on televisions towns being destroyed like they was in a bomb war. I've seen chaos all across our land tonight, God. I've seen turmoil in our streets. That's not America, God. That's not the place that I was raised and growed up in. Lord, do a miracle in America tonight. If there's a change that's got to be tucking in America, let me make the first change. But all across this land, God, you're God. Hundreds of thousands prayed to you yesterday. Hundreds and thousands have prayed to you today, God. And I ask you, God, that you'll intervene upon your church's prayers and upon the request, God, that they have prayed for our nation. This is still one nation under God. This is your people. This is your place. God, do a miracle. Lord, you said as long as Moses' hand was up, they was going to win the war. He had some brothers beside him, God. Held up his hands all day and they won the war. Lord, we're lifting this country up to you tonight, God. There's been times that you have changed your mind after prayer, God. There's been times that you have said, okay, I'll do something different. Lord, if she's being judged tonight before her sins, I pray that you forgive us as a people of the sins of America and what we've allowed and what we've let go by. I pray that you'll bring restoration and restore her back, God. As millions have prayed across the America, not just in America, there's other countries that's prayed for this great nation. I pray, God, that you'll hear the prayers, that you'll minister, and God, that you'll meet the needs and you'll roll back the windows of heaven. Lord, the countries that's laughing at us and mocking at us and saying, look at America, she's fallen. Ah, God, let them don't laugh no longer, but let them see America rising out of the ashes. Lord, you can do it. You're God, you can do anything. One more time, God, as Samson said. One more time, God. Oh, one more time, God, would you visit America? 
Oh, one more time, would you pour out your spirit upon this nation? One more time, God, would you sweep across this land and let the presence of God breathe upon it. Let your breath breathe upon us one more time, God. Restore her, God. Restore her back, God. For your people's sake, God. For your church's sake, restore her back, God. Lord, do a work in the midst of your people, God. And let us see the work of God at work, God. Lord, we're believing for a turnaround. We're believing that warriors are rising up, God. There's warriors that's rising up in this nation, God. There's men and women that's learning how to pray like they never prayed before. God, you've got a remnant. You've got an army that's rising tonight, God. Lord, we just pray that you'll sweep across this great land. Lord, let her not die the way people want her to die, but let her arise out of it, God. And let her know that God is still the God of this nation, God. Lord, your people humbly praise and seeks you. We humbly pray and ask you, God, to roll back the windows of heaven tonight, God, upon this great land, upon this great country, God. Bless our leaders. Make them change things, God, not even knowing they changed it, God. Make them do things in the super realm that, God, that they didn't even know they could do, God. Bless this country. Bless this church here. Let this church be a church, God, that will impact the world. Let this church make a difference in the lives of men in Papa Bluff. We're starting here first, then we're moving out, God. All across this land, God. Father, we worship you in this place. We worship you in this house, God. Lord, we just praise you and we praise you and we praise you. The work that you started in us, God, you're going to finish it. The work that you started in the palace, you're going to finish it. Father, we believe in God for a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit that he's going to lead and direct us like we've never been led and directed before, God. In that name that's above every name, we give you praise and we give you glory and we give you honor. We're going to let them sing a song before we dismiss. But let's just take a time and worship the Lord real quick, would you? Not real quick, but just allow the Lord to have his way. Amen.